Before you look at your future, reflect on your past. From Sam Aid, the author of the book Wisdom Untold. Welcome back to season 11 of the Neuroscience Meets Social and Emotional Learning podcast, where we connect the science based evidence behind social and emotional learning and emotional intelligence training for improved well being, achievement, productivity, and results using what I saw as the missing link since we weren't taught this when we were growing up in school, the application of practical neuroscience. I'm Andrea Samadhi, an author and an educator with a passion for learning, and I launched this podcast five years ago with the goal of bringing all the leading experts together in one place to help us to apply this research in our daily lives. On today's episode number 322, we'll be taking a close look at the top episodes of last year as we reflect on our past year. While we're now in the middle of Q1 of 2024, I still think it's important to study the past to define the future, like Confucius said. While thinking about this episode, my good friend and paranormal researcher, Ryan O'Neill, who we met on episode 203, tagged an image that he created for me on Facebook from 11 years ago, and he reminded me of this concept when he said, it's good to look back to see how far you travel. Ryan's post helped me to stop, reflect on the past 11 years, and see that progress forward happens one step at a time. Imagine yourself at the top of a spiral staircase, looking down and you'll see how far you've come. Or like Steve Jobs said in his famous speech, it's much easier to connect the dots looking backwards. The graphic Ryan O'Neill created 11 years ago talks about the importance of always maintaining a winning attitude. And I can say it's not always easy to do this when times are difficult, thinking of the stairs we must climb the barriers or obstacles to break through on the way. We might trip and it feels like we're going backwards, but maintaining a winning attitude along the way is one of those timeless principles that I know has shaped where I've ended up. What about you, the listener? Take a look at the image in the show notes of the beautiful Bramante staircase from the Vatican Museum. Imagine yourself at the top and then reflect back on the past 10 years of your life, like looking down a spiral staircase, and think about what you notice. What timeless principles have kept you on track over the years? Looking backwards, what do you see? This episode is definitely written with you, the listener, in mind. Looking back at the past year and the episodes that you were drawn to the most at the end of 2023, I was initially surprised to see all four parts of the Silva method hitting the top of the list. I wanted to dive deeper into the Silva method to see how I could improve my own meditation practice, and I had no idea how impactful this episode series would be. It was actually a video series created by Spotify of my year in review that caught my eye. This review that Spotify did told me, 
that part one of the Silva Method was our most downloaded episode ever, and I could see that with over 6,000 downloads. Then Spotify shared that this episode was streamed 999% more than our average episode, telling me that the topic of improving intuition, creativity, and focus is of high interest to the world. It also told me that 95% of our listeners discovered our podcast in 2023. So thank you for all those who tuned in last year. And 46% of our listeners started listening to us with part one of the Silva Method. Now I'm so glad that I took the time to study and learn the Silva Method alongside our new listeners. So for this recap of our top episodes of 2023... I decided to review the top four episodes from our deep dive into the Silva Method since they were downloaded significantly more than other episodes and I've got to say they were thorough and require deep thought and effort for the results we are seeking to be revealed. And only with the application of these episodes will we learn to use our mind in a special manner to do astounding things for us, like Jose Silva said. Now, what we're talking about in this four-part series is the creative process. The series was designed to walk us through the steps to take to turn mind into matter. And I'm studying this concept deeply right now this month with Paul Martinelli with his current Think and Grow Rich book study. But this is essentially what this four-part series was about. We've all heard of mind over matter, but this is not the same. We're not using force here to coerce others to do anything or to use our willpower to urge other people or ourselves to do something that we want to occur. We're using our mind, working from the inside out rather than using anything or anyone from the outside in, allowing our mind to work by design, not default. We're teaching ourselves to see the possibility that exists in the world around us, and show us all that we can create whatever it is that we want using these timeless principles. Now, before I go on, just look around you right now and take inventory of what you see. I'm sitting at my desk in my home office writing this episode, and I see a few pens, a highlighter, I've got some fancy water to help me stay focused while writing, and I've got my Rodecaster Pro microphone and audio equipment to the right of my desk. Now look at what you see and take inventory of where you are right now. Now think, every single thing that you see was created twice, as it was someone's dream to create the things we see and use in our everyday world. Someone dreamed up the fancy water I'm drinking, or the yellow highlighter, or the high-tech mic that I record these episodes with. So my message here is, don't ever wonder if your idea will work. There's a market for everything in this world. And think of the opportunity that surrounds you every day. And with the development of our mind, we can say for certain that failure is impossible. And we'll cover this closer at the end. But what I'm saying here is that not all things are going to go smoothly for us with whatever it is that we want to create. And I'm not saying that by studying this four-part series, we'll be able to make all our dreams come true. This we know isn't how the story goes. There'll be ups and downs and twists and turns and times we'll feel defeated. 
But Napoleon Hill would say, this is temporary defeat, which is not at all the same as failure. Before seeing the results from Spotify about this four-part series, and even before I decided to cover the Silva Method, I had no idea just how deep the book and the program would go. And I mentioned that we'll review the online course at a later time. But for now, this review gives us plenty of new ideas for how to improve our visualization, this mental screen on our mind method, to help skyrocket our short-term and long-term goals for 2024 and solidify the fact that failure is impossible. And I'd love to hear from you, the listener, for what you thought of this four-part series where we tied in the most current brain research to Jose Silva's work, reminding me that once we learn to use our minds to train it, it will do some astounding things for us, as we'll soon see. On today's episode, number 322, we'll review the four parts of the Silva Method and see what else we can add to the strategies learned, keeping in mind that I'm learning and implementing these ideas alongside you, wherever you're listening to this in the world. Now, before we look at the Silva Method, there's something important to think about first to orient the study to our current year. It's now the beginning of February 2024, and you've probably already got the whole year planned out already. But before we leap into the actions we're taking in this new year, if you haven't reflected on the wins you attained in the past year, this is probably the most important step of closing out an old year and moving into a new one, and it's never too late for this reflection. I learned this year-end ritual from Jim Bunch, who's been walking me through this year-end wrap-up for the past nine years at least, preparing those who tune into his work all over the world for his method to create a fresh mind moving into the new year. And we did cover his process of creating energy from our nine environments on episode 103 that launched our year back in 2021 with the Neuroscience of Leadership, Three Ways to Reset, recharge, and refuel our brain. And on this episode recorded three years ago, we reviewed the process of self-reflection to evaluate the areas of our life, our nine environments, to notice where our energy might be leaking that we could direct somewhere else in the new year. This self-reflection activity is a good way to close out an old year, move into a new one, as it allows us to put thought into our wins and what worked well in the past year. Jim Bunch does have a printable download that goes with this activity, and what's interesting is that without looking at your calendar, just by going off the top of your head, see if you can write out some of your wins from last year. Without some deep reflection, you'll notice it's easy to see the things that went wrong last year, your losses, but to see the wins, it takes some serious thought. Because of our built-in negativity bias that Dr. Rick Hansen tells us to remember, our brain is like Velcro for negative experiences, we're attracted to the negative ones, but our positive experiences slide off us like Teflon. So we've got to be intentional about reflecting on the positives that incurred and integrate these wins into our identity before moving into a new year. Let the losses roll off us. This practice will guarantee that we're building a stronger, better, more resilient, and improved version of ourselves each year. 
Now for the top four most listened to episodes of 2023 as voted by you, the listener. Number one was part one of the Silva Method. And this episode opened up with a quote that we went back to often this year. Once we learn to use our mind to train it, it will do some astounding things for us, as you'll soon see. This episode launched a series taking us on a deep dive into the benefits of developing a meditation practice. And this was well before we dove into Joe Dispenza's meditations and a good place to begin to look closer into the depths of our mind. Now, the goal of this Silva Method series initially was to help all of us to reduce stress with this deep mind practice, but also to see if we can learn something new and refine our practice for those who work in our schools to improve learning, in our sports environments for improved focus and concentration towards a specific goal, and in the corporate workplace for ideas to improve creativity and focus. We began this series reviewing Jose Silva and Philip Miele's The Silva Mind Control Method book that's based on the revolutionary program by the founder of the world's most famous mind control course. In part one of our review, we covered chapter one, using more of our mind in special ways. We were introduced to the Silva Mind Control Method. Then we looked at what this program has done for others in business, in the sports world, or just regular people looking to improve their lives in some way. We got to meet Jose Silva in Chapter 2, and then in Chapter 3, we looked at how to meditate, a review of the brain states, beta, alpha, theta, and delta. And then we learned to quickly access the alpha state to improve creativity and intuition. We used a mental screen technique in our mind for heightened visualization and how to access this screen. And then finally, how to help ourselves and others with this practice. So how do we use the Silva method to access the alpha state where all this magic begins? Well, we listed three steps. Step one, how to access the alpha state. We can access this state when we first wake up before bed, and any other time we have 15 minutes or so to relax our mind. The alpha state is the easiest state to gain access to as we'll already be in this state the first five minutes after we wake up. Then Jose Silva suggests a 40-day technique to guarantee we're at this alpha level where we begin by counting backwards from 100 to 1 for 10 mornings, then go 50 to 1 for the next 10 mornings, and then 20 to 1 for 10 days, and then 10 to 1 until you finally get to 5 to 1. So to put this into practice, begin using this 100 to 1 countdown at night or in the morning or whenever you plan to access the alpha level to begin to improve your current practice. And in my first few days of practicing this method before sleep and the first couple of nights, I fell asleep and I couldn't get to 1. So just keep trying. After 10 days, you can progress to the next step until you're finally able to access the alpha state from counting from 5 to 1. And eventually, you can access this state quickly and even while walking around as Dr. Joe Dispenza teaches us. Then, step 2, once we reach the alpha state, then what? Next, you'll learn to use a mental screen for heightened visualization. And once you have accessed the alpha state, Silva reminds us right from the beginning, from the very moment you reach your meditative level, he calls it accessing the alpha state, you must learn to practice visualization. 
The better you learn to visualize, the more powerful will your experience be with mind control. Now, there's an important part to this visualization process that I have to address here. And I actually started writing this review over the Christmas holiday break, and I'm always looking around for what I can see that can add to what I'm writing. And then I saw it. It was in the lobby of a hotel I was staying in. I saw a sand timer sitting on the counter, and it reminded me of this exact concept from a lesson that Brian Proctor shared with us way back on episode 292. And I thought it was really weird to see a sand timer sitting in the middle of a hotel lobby. But when you pay attention to what you're seeing, there's messages everywhere. So here's what I saw with the sand timer that ties into this lesson. It reminded me to let go of the past, the sand that's sitting in the bottom of the timer. It's gone. Next, don't worry about the future. It hasn't happened yet. But what's important for us to do every day is to stay focused on the present moment, just like what we learn from Dr. Joe Dispenza's work. So how do we learn to drop into the present moment? Well, it's with the Silva method, and we may be at all different stages of our journey here, and we may have learned from many different teachers. But for this review, we'll be putting Jose Silva's meditation into practice. When you close your eyes, what do you see? When you raise your eyes up a bit, about 20% upwards above the horizon, what do you see? Is it black on your mental screen, or can you use your mind to see things? Begin with simple things like an orange or an apple, and this takes time and practice. This mental screen will help you in many ways as we move through different lessons. It's important, but don't be tied to what you think you should see. We're all at different stages of learning. I started seeing things on the screen of my mind starting in my late 20s. Things would flash sometimes when I was relaxed, and I never did have control over what I was seeing. It just happened, and I would either know what I was seeing, or I'd be wondering, what in the earth is that? And with time, effort, and practice, I've gained more control, whatever it is that I want to visualize or see on this mental screen, so I can put it to better use. Now, looking at this step now, a year after putting it into practice, I noticed if I want to see something on the screen of my mind, it helped me to say what I wanted to see in thought, and then patiently wait. When I'm relaxed without trying to force anything, I could then see the world on this mental screen. And this is an extraordinary practice to experience. You can be in one part of the world and running through the mountains in another, all on your mental screen. Whatever you see and feel in your mind can be used to enhance whatever it is you're working on when you open your eyes in the real world. Isn't this astounding? Isn't this what Jose Silva wanted us to experience? Step three, now utilize this power. With time and practice, it will be this screen that you'll learn to use to help yourself and others. You'll begin with creating simple things until you're ready to solve small problems in your daily life, like from work or your health, improve your learning and creativity. This is the power of putting the Silva method into practice, and it just takes a bit of patience. So putting part one into practice, just begin here with playing around with what you can create on the screen of your mind in the alpha state. If you do nothing else other than these three steps, you'll experience what William Wordsworth called 
a happy stillness of mind. Think of this as a journey within your mind. Each day, you'll be getting better and better, mentally stronger. And remember the quote we opened up with? Once we learn to use our mind to train it, it will do some astounding things for us, as you'll soon see. Part 2 of the Silva Method. Just to review Part 2, we covered Chapter 4, Dynamic Meditation. We looked at the four laws that must be in place before you visualize something. Then we solved a problem with three steps. We had a problem, we had an action, and a solution with ideas to use this method for schools, sports, or the workplace. Then we looked at improving memory, and we used a three-finger technique. So if you want to review all these topics, I'll link each of these episodes in the show notes. Chapter 3 on dynamic meditation involves training your mind for organized dynamic activities that Jose Silva thinks is what our mind was designed for. He says that once you've reached the meditative level, to simply stay there and wait for something to happen is not enough. It's beautiful and calming, and it does contribute to your good health. But these are modest accomplishments compared to what's possible. And this is where the Silva program gets exciting as we step past passive meditation techniques to use it dynamically to solve problems. Now we'll see why it's so important to perfect what we see on the screen of our mind and why daily practice of these skills is crucial. Let's use our mind for something that's useful for us, something of value. It all begins with our imagination on the screen of our mind, but Silva says there's four important laws that we've got to follow. Remember, law one, you must desire that the event take place. Just like Napoleon Hill's Think and Grow Rich book and his chapter two dove deep into this concept of desire. Law two, you must believe the event can take place. And we've covered the topic of belief so often on this podcast. When someone has the belief in what they're moving towards, this belief goes deep into their identity and it changes the person so much that we could look at a photograph of the same person without the belief and see a completely new and changed person once the belief has been instilled deep within them. Law three, you must expect the event to take place. Expectation hooks you up to your source and with action, Faith develops as you draw yourself closer to whatever it is you're working on. And law four, don't create a problem. So how do we use the Silva method to solve a problem that we're facing? Step one, pick a problem you want to solve. Just follow the steps that will get you into the alpha brain state, counting backwards from 100 to 1, and then lift your eyes upwards. And with your mind, create a mental screen where you'll recreate the problem that you want to solve. Relive the problem by seeing it and feeling it on this screen. And for schools, a problem could be a poor grade on a test, resulting in a low overall grade. For sports, the problem could be a losing streak or poor performance leading to a loss. For the workplace, a problem could be lack of sales in your organization or poor performance somewhere. Just pick the problem you want to solve and then visualize it on the screen of your mind. Step two, you've got to take some sort of action in the present moment. Next, in your mind, you'll gently push the problem scene off to the right, 
which Silva explains in his book, will represent the past. The past is over now, so push the problem aside. Just like the sand timer in the hourglass from our episode with Brian Proctor, the past is now gone. We're now focused on the present moment. And to the left of the problem that represents the present moment, create a new mental screen with the solution. Whatever you imagine that will require action of some sort showing you solving the problem. And most of us don't spend time thinking about the present moment or the future. We can easily get bogged down in what happened in the past. And this is what I love about the Silva method. The past is over. Move it off to the side. And we now focus only on the present moment, taking action to solve the problem and the future, which will highlight the changed outcome. For schools, a solution could involve a student actually studying with more focus. For sports, a solution could involve practicing a skill that's known for needed improvement. For the workplace, a solution could involve presenting your product to a group of people who see its value and decide they want to purchase. Step three, the solution. Finally, the action you've taken pays off and you'll envision the solution on the screen of your mind. Everything here is positive, and all the feelings associated with the problem have been resolved. You celebrate the win here in as much detail as you can. What does this win feel like? Who's there watching you? What do you hear? What do you see? Involve all of your senses with this win scene. For schools, picture the students celebrating when they see their efforts were rewarded with an A-plus grade. The A-plus leads to many more, eventually allowing the student to receive an honor roll at the end of the year. For sports, picture your team celebrating when the practice pays off with a win that eventually leads to a trophy or an award at the end of the season. And for the workplace, picture your team celebrating when they receive the large order that came from the hard work from that recent presentation. The team celebrates by hosting a lunch where everybody involved is recognized for their hard work. And it's here that you can look back to the past, like through the rear view mirror we have in our car. And it should look differently to you now that you've created a new future. You might still be able to see and remember things from those days when you had a problem to solve. But now, looking back, my hopes are that the vision of the future changes whatever it was that you didn't like in the past. The past is over. Now we're living in the present moment, building a new future. These are some examples of using the Silva method to train our brain towards our desired outcome. Does it always work? No, Silva says. With time and practice, we'll start to see improvements that we might chalk up to be coincidences. And he suggests to stop this practice altogether, and the coincidences will also stop. Start back up again, and they'll reappear. You'll see. Just practice this, and let me know what you see. With practice, the results you'll see will be more and more astounding. And this three-step exercise with practice can be done in just 15-minute blocks of time once you've got the hang of it. Moving into the Silva Method and Part 3. Now, before writing this episode, I wondered how exactly could our mind be trained? Was daily meditation not enough? If it was, how do I even know if I'm meditating the right way? What was I missing from my current practice? 
What can we learn from the years of research behind Jose Silva's popular program that could help all of us to refine our current meditation practice? Now, a year later, Dr. Joe Dispenza's meditations helped me to understand why meditation helps to train our mind, especially with the concept that it opens up our chakras and expands our energy field, allowing us to have more capacity. Our interview 307 with Dr. Konstantin Korakov on bridging the spiritual world with a rigorous scientific method gave us the science behind this practice. And the quote I chose for part three makes more sense to me today with a year of practice behind me. A genius is a man who has discovered how to increase the intensity of thought to a point where he can freely communicate with sources of knowledge not available through the ordinary rate of thought. And that's from Napoleon Hill's Think and Grow Rich book. This ability is available to all of us. Just practice each of these parts of the Silva Method and take your time. In part three, we were reminded that Jose Silva took the dream world very seriously, and he was interested in using dreams to solve problems. His programs teach us to first of all remember your dreams and suggest writing them down as soon as we wake up. And I'll add to make sure you're sleeping long enough to access your REM sleep. Author Stephanie Galing reported in her complete book of dreams that since dreams that arrive in the early morning are thought to be more vivid and complex, to be sure you're sleeping long enough and you don't miss out on this last REM stage of sleep. So how do you know when your REM sleep is? You can see an example below where my sleep was logged with the wearable tracker called Whoop, showing my REM sleep as 53% more than my 30-day average. Whoop reminded me that REM sleep is key for processing new memories, learnings, and motor skills. When I saw this, I immediately wrote down the dream that I had that I could remember to see what I could learn from this dream. And we've covered dreams often on this podcast with episode 224, 104, and 226, and I've personally been interested in deciphering the message that come through our dream state. To find answers in your dreams, first of all, have the intention you'll remember them. Then pay attention to who was in my dream, what did they say, and what can I learn from this. Like Jose Silva, I take the dream world seriously, and I find tremendous value from consolidating new learnings and then being open to discovering valuable insights that could possibly help me and others close to me. So to put part three into action... Write down your dreams as soon as you wake up. Take the dream world seriously. Make sure you're sleeping long enough to access your REM sleep. Have confidence that you'll remember your dreams. And then write down any insights from your dreams that could help you or others close to you. And finally, part four of the Silva Method. For part four, we covered how your words have power the power of your imagination, using your mind to improve your health. And then we connected the most current neuroscience research using Dr. Andrew Huberman's podcast on the science of creativity. We looked at the three parts of our creative brain and two types of thinking, divergent and convergent. 
And then we put creativity to practice with examples from our schools, sports, and modern workplaces with some clear examples and next steps for all of us to apply the Silva method for improved intuition, creativity, and focus. This part, part four, opened up with the importance of the power of our imagination. And this is really what Jose Silva is encouraging us to do with this method. Open up our creative minds through the use of our imagination and create. And we talked about this in the beginning of this review, that we all have the ability to create something new, and that temporary defeat is not the same as failure. If you're working on something and it's been a difficult trek from your starting point to where you'd like to go, take a look back over the past 10 years from where you're standing now, like you're at the top of a spiral staircase, and see how far you've come. What you do with the Silva Method is up to you. You can practice and refine each part until you're ready for more, and then I encourage you to look at the Silva Ultramind program. This is where you'll take all these concepts and truly bend your mind in ways I never could have imagined on my own. It's here I highly suggest looking into Mind Valley's course created by Vishen Lakiani. He recreated Jose Silva's program with the Silva Ultramind system. And just a note, I'm not at all affiliated with Mind Valley in any way. I've just taken this course to keep learning and applying the Silva method. You can look through the 30 day curriculum and see how this system was designed to help the learner to further develop their mind. And I don't think reviewing this course on this podcast in words could ever give it justice. You've just got to experience it for yourself and notice what you learn from the meditations tied to each of the lessons. So if you got to part four of the Silva Method and nothing creative jumped out at you like the examples we provided, keep going. This is what I learned from the Ultramind program that took these steps to the next level. In day one to five, the program helps you to develop and use the mental screen in your mind. And I love the activity on day five. It's called projection into your home because it taught me how to become familiar with my own home, a place I see every day in a whole new way, helping me to open my eyes to the beauty, not just in front of me every day, but in the rest of the world. Day 10 to 15, the program helps us to perfect the three scenes technique and create whatever it is in our heart's desire. We learn about psychometry, clairvoyance, clairaudience, and clairsentience. And that's it. That's all I'm going to say about this program. It's something that you have to experience. So to review and conclude episode 322 and a review of the four parts of the Silva Method, I've got to say that the goal of this four-part review was to encourage all of us to see if we could learn something new to take our results to new heights in 2024. Before I began this review, I had no idea how deep the book and program would go or how much our listeners would be drawn to these lessons. If you're one of the 46% of our new listeners who found our podcast from part one of the Silva Method, I want to welcome you and thank you for tuning in this year. Our past listeners know that we cover topics to help us to take our results to new heights, tying in the most current neuroscience research to improve productivity and results in our schools, 
our sports environments, and modern workplaces. And the Silva Method is all about self-mastery, self-awareness, and learning to look for answers within. I'd love to know what you're learning from implementing the Silva Method in your life. Send me a message through email or through social media and let me know. Then practice and keep refining each part. Part one, practice accessing the alpha state with those three steps, using the metal screen for heightened visualization and making use of what you see. In part two, practice the three scenes technique with a problem that you want to solve. Part three, take the dream world seriously and sleep long enough to learn from your dreams and see how you can access the creativity within you. And in part four, use your imagination to tap into your creative mind. And remember that if you do nothing else than practice the three steps in part one, you'll be experiencing what William Woodsworth called a happy stillness of mind. And if you want to go beyond part four, look up Mind Valley's Ultra Mind course. And with that, I'll close out this episode and encourage all of us to keep learning, growing, and practicing what we're learning. Like with the quote that we use for part four of this review from Dr. Andrew Huberman, the ability to be creative resides in everybody. Keep working on looking at how you can reveal something new to the world, something entertaining, thrilling, or useful that changes the way we access the world, acting as portals into the world and ourselves. If you get stuck here, just look around you at the creative ideas you can see. And if you're still stuck, think about this. The oldest person alive today is 116 years old. Go back 116 years ago, and this is not far off from when the Wright brothers discovered the ability to fly the airplane in 1903. Think of all the inventions made over the past 100 years, and then imagine someday that something you create could possibly be sitting on my desk, used by the world like the fancy water I'm drinking or the Rodecaster Pro microphone. What will you create with the Silva Method? If you're still stuck in temporary defeat, find something that inspires you to get you unstuck and keep moving. I find inspiration and motivation in people who move quickly past difficult times and challenges, as well as in things. Look up some of the oldest cathedrals in Europe and imagine the creativity behind these buildings. Then keep going. Let me know what you create, and I'll see you next week. If you're enjoying the Neuroscience Meets Social and Emotional Learning podcast, please don't forget to subscribe so you'll stay up to date with our new episode. While you're there, please feel free to give us a review or a five-star rating as it helps others find us. For more information on our programs, books, and tools for schools and the workplace, visit us at www.achieveit360.com. 